1: Star Wars and character crossing over with best of five. Fives, fives, fives. And you always say that. You always. <laughs> I like to think. Always, I like to think we're on, we're either
2: in a cavern or on top of a mountain, proclaiming our our top five things.
1: Now, now, while you're saying five, do you go back from the microphone?
2: I could. I go five, five,
1: five, Did that work? That mm. that sounds
2: better. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a we we have a new guest oh by the way why don't we introduce ourselves first
1: oh i am chris and i am
2: tim <laughs> and we weird. have a new guest someone who has never been on a NeoZaz show wow he has uh he has hosted he's a host of his very own star wars podcast the thinking man's star wars podcast uh the
3: cantina cast and we have albert padilla joining us tonight hello there thank you guys for having me first off uh i gotta say As an avid listener of the show myself, this is a a, a huge privilege and an honor to actually be on the show. So I've got a very few number of shows that I listen to every week, and Swick is definitely up there uh, in terms of the shows that I've got to listen to. So thanks, guys, for reaching out to me and and inviting me on. This is super exciting. Happy to be here.
2: Albert said that that his his two dreams: number one, be on a Star Wars and character show, and two, be on with Johnny Carson. And we can arrange one. (laughs) <laughs> uh, right. The other one,
1: <laughs> one's, one's yeah, not The other
2: happens. one's not in, yeah. in out of our hands. We can't. I've, we can't help you with Carson.
3: I've actually got one what? other thing though. There's one. There's three actually total. So the, the last one there's just something that's been on my chest for a very long time. I've got to get it off my chest if you guys let me. And that yeah. is uh, suck it, Tim. So <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, it's very therapeutic. I've been waiting for about four years now to say that. Oh so man, I, it, feels good, it doesn't really it? it? Really does feel good. You know what?
2: Suck at Tim has a <laughs> ring to it that suck at Chris just doesn't, and I think that's why yeah. it's easier to say suck at Tim because it sounds like suck Where, yeah. Whereas a suck at Chris suffering suck-a-tash. is harder to the, the the hard the hard C and K is harder to to say. So I, that's why I think more people say suck at Tim. Plus,
1: plus for me, suck at Chris is just every Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <You know>, so. <laughs> It's, it's 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 wait. Who's, is someone new? saying no. that to you? I'm keeping that to myself
2: <laughs> every Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, i was like, wait a minute. Hold on. That's that's a riddle wrapped in mystery. <laughs> Anywho, but uh yeah. So we asked uh, Albert to be on Um a to, to get a fresh voice. B because we want to. We want to promote ourselves on, on the Cantina cast and, and steal away some of their listeners. And and uh, and maybe some of our uh, dedicated listeners can go over there and check out their show.
3: Yeah, that'd be great. And, God, man, you guys picked the the worst one, the best one, actually, Revenge of the Sith, because this is just one of those movies that's got so much packed into it. Mm-hmm. Like, trying to come up with a best of five is like picking your children, and, and this was uh, a huge challenge, but I'm down. I'm ready for this. If you have six kids, you got to, like, oh, no, I'm sorry. Side of the road with you. Yeah, we always, we all have our favorite though, honestly. We, we may kid ourselves. I, our I, I totally agree with yep. that. But you have five kids. Though, I do.
1: So, yeah. I mean, that, pick, a, pick a one out of your five. That's, that's, that's yeah. I'm sorry, Shlomo. You're
2: out of the car. <laughs> oh, <Whoa>, dad. <laughs> yeah. You're almost 18. Yep.
3: Yeah. So, please don't tell me you have a son named Shlomo. <laughs> I do. Shlomo. Shlomo's a third. He's the middle child, as as you would expect with a name like that. So. Shlomo Padilla. <laughs> yeah. Over there. Just rolls off the tongue. <laughs>
2: it does. So, uh, so anyway, today what we are talking about is, uh, and and if you haven't if you haven't heard the previous uh, best of fives that we've done, um, there's been a lot of negative talk about Star Wars over the past year or so, year and change, and uh, I just and 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 I and I'll further and admit some of, some of that has come come from our show as well. And it's, it's 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 as as Star Wars fans, we like to talk about the good and the bad. But I wanted to put together a series of shows that's we just talk about the things that we love about Star Wars. So it's all positive. Uh, we're, we're we just want to reinforce that we do, yes, we do, in fact, love Star Wars, and we want to talk about the things that we love about them. If you know, I mean, I know I'm sort of rambling on here, but uh, so we, we've been going through each of the movies. Uh, and, um, and picking our, our top five things each that we love about each of the Star Wars movies. And today we are talking about revenge of the Sith
1: of the Sith. Now,
2: uh, Albert, what, tell us about when you saw revenge of the Sith. What, what, tell tell us about the, when you saw it, do do you remember the theater? If you went with people?
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, 2005. I mean, that was their opening night, camped out. I think I got there the night before. Um, and so, the, again, you guys got to remember that this was a time when you couldn't buy tickets online. There were no pre-sales. You got in line and yeah. uh, you gave people dirty looks if you know, they were holding spots and, and kind of all that stuff. So that was and then once you got into there, then you got to the line itself. Right. Then you had to wait. And then as soon as they pulled that rope open, it was a mad rush, literally running to get to those, you know, the prime seats if you could um so that was i mean that in itself was an event and and just kind of a thrill to get there but it was 2005 when it when it opened up i think i may have seen this one i probably saw this one at least 10 times uh not Mm. more than titanic which is still the movie i've seen the most i'm not embarrassed to say that uh but it's pretty close (laughs) nothing eh? it's a good movie um but yeah it was just a great great experience and i really i was a huge fan of the prequels uh at that moment even after attack of the clones and the phantom menace so this one i didn't really go in with a, a lot of high expectations Except one particular scene, which is on my list that I'll talk about a little bit later, Dude. but I mean it delivered. I mean it just sold. You talk about you want to talk about the good things of a movie. There's a lot of great things about this movie, so it was just a really great experience overall to have having watched this and kind of at that time thinking this is the end. There are going to be no more uh, Star yeah. Wars movies, and, and Lucas was on that 60 minute uh, you know uh, interview a couple weeks before the movie release, and he mentioned there will never be a seven. I'm never coming back. There were, you know he was. <laughs> pretty dead fast about it and here we go you know fast forward today of course we've got two more and another coming out but so yeah it was a great great experience yeah is was this your favorite your favorite i would say yes although i i do have the phantom menace up there more for emotional because i just you know we we waited so long to get this right and i mean it just delivered on a lot of different levels even i was able to just kind of look past a lot of the the stuff that the Phantom Menace didn't do well but overall I mean that was in a, that was a very emotional experience for me you know here I am yeah, born in 73 got went to all these movies as a kid and then having to wait that long period of time before we got the Phantom Menace that was the big payoff for me so so yeah I would say it, it's a real close uh, first or second with the Phantom Menace
1: neck and neck yep mm-hmm. it's it's like almost like a new hope an yeah. empire like sometimes switch off. you like one more than the yep. other one
3: absolutely right there with you yeah, yeah.
1: Chris, you you saw this. Yes. You saw this before I did. <laughs> I think so. And I, I actually, there's, I remember, uh, I remember, I think you calling me or texting me or or, or something like that. I was working in, in Dolestown, driving around, and, and I still to this day, I know the road that I pulled over so I can talk to you or text you back without you know crashing. <laughs> I remember when we were talking about this this movie and how and what you thought and what I thought yeah. about it.
2: Chris, you saw it at a private screening at your wife's movie theater,
3: if I recall.
1: Yeah, that's that's, that's probably. True.
3: <laughs> I love how he always remembers stuff memory. for you. That's like just—it's great. He yeah. does,
1: and it bothers the hell out of me. He kn- he knows
3: my family better. It's than sweet. I do. It's sincere. I love it. Keep it, keep it going.
1: But and uh, but
2: I I refuse to go to the private screening. I for for those I don't know we've mentioned this before. I I have not seen a Star Wars movie in the theater with Chris since the special editions. Um, Why is that? Because I I didn't. Because for each of the prequels, you went to a you went to a, a private screening, and I wanted to watch it with a real audience. Um, well, you could have seen it. And again. so so with 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 Phantom Menace, we I don't I don't think you and I ever went back to see. Uh, any any of the prequels uh, at the same time. Um, I remember with Phantom Menace, I had set up the things with the guys from Wizard Magazine. They came down, and so I went with the guys who eventually went on to to do um, Robot Chicken. So we I saw I saw Phantom Menace with those guys. Attack of the Clones. I remember just going. I, I actually don't really remember that one that much. Um, and then. Uh, Revenge of the Sith, saying at the same theater, sitting in basically just about the same seat that I was in for Phantom Menace, and uh, yeah, and, and having a having a good old time watching watching that one at, there at the at the Richland Crossings there, right outside Quicktown. But but uh, I, I I do remember this this opening more so than more so than the previous ones, having more people like excited in the parking lot seeing lightsaber battles seeing uh yeah. cars people designed, cars cosplaying. Yeah, cars designed to look like S- star wars spaceships uh, people dressed up as darth vader uh, as as this one was opening so i i remember this one a lot for that seeing uh, the fan involvement because between 99 and 2005 there was a there was a big shift in how people uh presented their their fandom like them yeah the whole idea of the, 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 the comic conventions and that sort of stuff had started to shift from comics and sci-fi to cosplaying. So there were a lot more people cosplaying was starting to become more and more accepted in 2000. And now, and now it's, it's, it's a whole, whole other thing. Uh, but yeah, you were starting to see that at the beginning of that, people like decided that they wanted to buy, you know, their, their, their stormtrooper outfits and their, and their make their, their, Darth Vader outfits and, and do all this, that sort of stuff. So you, you really saw that when this one came out. Um, and now when you go to uh, movie theaters, they don't allow you to wear masks and that sort of stuff yep. without prior approval. Um, so that you kind of see that going on. Unless you're dressed as a Jedi, uh, you don't see a whole lot of the the cosplaying now with the on, on these, uh, these movies opening, which is kind of a, a little bit of a shame.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, at, at um, Cal State, or the 501st, actually contact her theater and
3: ask permission. Yeah.
1: They can come by and all you know, we'll dressed up in photos and stuff. Which is cool. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. you, you actually rem- I just remembered at Revenge of the Sith, that opening night, that was the one movie, and it didn't happen at Phantom Menace, it didn't happen with Attack of the Clones, but that was the one movie that I recall, there were a lot of lightsabers, and when that, mm-hmm. when the opening credits started, and the, we got the 20th Century Fox, or Lucasfilm logo. The lightsabers all went on and they all went up and everybody was kind of waving yeah. around. And then respectfully, they came down almost immediately, all in sync because the movie was about to start. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I haven't seen anything like that, especially not with you know Rogue One and the you know, Force Awakens and Last Jedi. And, and yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. They just I don't know that part's gone or they they don't allow it. I guess really they it's don't. What, yeah, they don't.
2: They don't really allow you to bring those in. But the the master replicas had come out uh, between Episode Two and Episode Three, so everybody had them. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't think I brought mine with me but I know I brought it to celebration for episode 3. Chris and I had it either there or in Florida. I I remember and there's a there's a there's a shot of the audience of one of the things that we went to and you can see Chris and I up in the top corner with our lightsabers on. I was like those are that's, that's me and Chris right up there. <laughs> I mean, I think th- I think that was in I think that was in Indianapolis if uh, I think you
1: circled us on yep, the soda. That's us. <laughs>
2: So, anywho but uh yeah so we're gonna we're gonna count down our top five scenes characters whatever aspects of revenge of the sith keeping it all positive no negativity here we're not going to talk about what we don't like uh just all positive and um and albert since you're our guest you can you you can we will give you the privilege of being number sweet one.
3: all right i am number one all right so for my number 5 is I'm going to go with the opening sequence. So this is the Battle of Coruscant. So right as the movie opens, we get the the start of those drums, you know, you got this the steady beat going, you've got this great yeah. John Williams score uh, you get that flyby, you get a very unassuming kind of atmosphere until we take that first dive over the side. And then it yeah. just opens up into war and literally war, like it says in yeah. the opening crawl War, war heroes on both sides. Yep. And it, I mean, this was this was a battle the likes of we had never really seen in Star Wars, even with some of the stuff that we got from like Jedi, uh, the battles from like Empire. Those we'd never seen anything on this level of scale, uh, which was just so cool to kind of watch and and take in. Um, there were also, you know, there were great moments in there where, you know, you got to see Anakin, uh, be kind of that leader that we saw for, in the Clone Wars, we would see later in the Clone Wars, but, you know, him wanting to go out and help the clones as they were getting attacked and Obi-Wan telling them, no, they've got their job, you know, we're mission, they're doing, up, we've got to do ours, that kind of thing. So you got to see a leadership aspect of it. Uh, we got some great one-liners in there, I guess some lines that were kind of callbacks. So y- oddball, if you guys remember, he says, uh, set the S foils into attack position. Yeah. Right. And so that was that was a kind of a callback to both uh, Kenobi. I'm sorry, Wedge in um, uh, Return of the Jedi and uh, the Red Leader, I guess, from A New Hope. They both kind of said that. So we're like, oh, wow, there's the S foils again. That's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Someone
2: had said cut the chatter,
3: cut the chatter. Uh, This is where the fun (laughs) begins. We got that line. Now that's kind of a a meme. You see that all over the place. We got the this is a bad Mm -hmm. I got a bad feeling about this. Uh, it's just a great scene. And and then the one thing I guess the one thing that stood out for me for this scene outside of everything else that's going on. You, this is one of those scenes where you can go back and just play it, put it in slow motion, and you're going to see something new almost every single time. But the one thing that really always stands out to me is that one poor clone trooper who gets blown out and his ship blows up and you get that flyby, and you can kind of just see him slowly. You can see his figure floating in space as the camera pans by. Floating, yeah. Oh, that's just is I, exhilarating.
2: I always talk about that. I'm always like, is he dead? Is he gonna? Is he just gonna go out there and die in space? Is he gonna? They're yep. they're in the lower atmosphere. is he just gonna pummel to the ground. Like are we? Is someone somewhere on Coruscant <laughs> just gonna have a, a random clone trooper come and go through their ceiling? I. I he's, or if he's just if he's just gonna orbit Coruscant until the end of time and he just like just starves to death. It's, 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 it's just it's 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 a it's a hell. It's it it's, it's just a hell we we don't even want to imagine. It's kind of like. Uh, you know, if you're in the space shuttle and you get launched out of the space shuttle and you're just going into deep space and you just have to wait for your oxygen to, to, to run out. And it's like, ah, uh, just the hell that the agony of waiting.
3: Yeah. The uh, gravity, the movie gravity does a good job of, yeah. of kind of showing yeah. this where you're like, what in the hell is going to happen here? It's super scary, but yeah, I can't imagine for that poor, poor sap, That but well, there's a million of them like them, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: Just like them too, actually. <laughs> so
1: that's Awesome um that's that that's a good one that's a that's a and 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 that scene it it, it still holds up it it seriously does like the 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 effects and whatnot today i mean it's still you're you're looking at all the surroundings and the ships going around and the the gunfire it's a great scene
3: i think it was also one of the things too i guess i should have mentioned this but one of the other aspects of the scene is that we got that line and then you hope from kenobi where he mentions that his he's talking to luke and tell him that his father was a great starfighter pilot And yeah, we get a little bit with the Phantom Menace and the let's try spinning. That's a good trick, that kind of thing. But this was the first time that we really got to see him in his prime, you know, flying a Starfighter. So it was it was great to just kind of see him in in that moment, in that action and really have that callback to a new hope again there. So it's great. Nice.
1: Christopher. Excellent. Am I next? Uh, Sure. Yeah. What do you mean next? next? (laughs) My number five, you know, if you listen to all the other best of fives, it's, and stuff has to get, stuff that gives me gooseys <laughs> is always in my top five list. Gooseys, Stuff that reminds me of what I, why I love Star Wars back as a in, 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 kid, you know, young watching it and all. And it's weird. My number five is the last scene in the movie. Oh. The last yep. scene-ish, yep. I guess. Um not the one you're thinking of. I think I that's no. That's the one that's when Vader and Tarkin and the Emperor and then they walk over and there's a Death Star just being built. Yep. That's 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 big ass goosies. And the guy who plays Tarkin, say what you want from a distance. That's pretty damn good. He looks like Tarkin's face and and the and the sucked in um, cheekbones. Yeah. yeah, you know who he is, um, right? I
3: mean, it's it's clear who he is. So. Yeah,
1: you know exactly what's going on. The only part that. That's weird. As thing is when Vegator crosses his arms, takes that breath, his whole upper armor piece like yeah. moves up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but just seeing the whole Death Star and and it's being built and seeing all the little ships coming over with nails and screws and bolts <laughs> and whatnot. It's just it's that reminds you. Yeah, that's that's a Death Star from New Hope. Oh my god, this is awesome. I like if, they,
2: if they if they ever make a special edition of it. I think it'd be cool to have Mads Mickelson sort of be inserted into oh, that scene. Yeah,
1: that would be awesome, Tim. Yeah, why can't they do these uh, special editions? I think they, I think they should. I,
2: I personally think I think we. It's been now almost fifteen years. Well, it's been almost twenty years since since the first one. So this is the that's when they did Star Wars. So it's been almost twenty years since Phantom Menace. I think it'd be kind of cool to go in and tinker tinker with them and uh, change change a few things. Add some. Add some aliens that we've that have come since and uh, sort of enrich it a little bit. I think I, I personally think that would be an awesome idea, but I don't. I don't think that Disney is going to invest in the prequels.
1: No, but it would be really cool if they if they show a guy building the actual little spot that blows up the Death Star. Do you think we should, we should really build yeah. that? Yeah, why not? <laughs> some guy. What's <laughs> go going to happen? This is this is a good idea right here. What, Mads or
2: uh, you know. <laughs> what do what, what you? What do you? T- are you mad? You're like no, no, no. This is great. We, ha- I, it, it's exhaust. Exhaust has got to come out. It's got to go somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then he writes out a little note, please to. What, 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 what did he? What did he? What was his nickname for for uh, Jim or so? Stardust. Yeah, yeah. you're Stardust. Shoot here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But that's my number five, that, Gooseies. That's pretty cool. My number five, it, it, and I, I think I think uh, I think I was looking over my shoulder. My number five is the opening scene. Um, for uh, for all of the reasons he said it, uh, the one thing the, the, I, the, this the, and this this isn't this isn't negative. There's one little thing that I that I always notice every time I watch it is when they show that opening shot and you don't see any of the battle happening and things move around when it tilts down again the space is a little weird that you should have been seeing that battle taking place mm. in that opening shot. There's, there's, there's something a little weird about how the camera is when it goes down and, and, and comes back up again and you actually see the full battle. You, yeah. you should have been able to see that in that opening shot. like, just the way it was angled that that battle should have been visible but it's that's a, that's a small nitpicky thing um but I, I i love it's it's like what is it it's about two 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 and a half minutes of one sustained shot, shot it doesn't yeah. doesn't cut away yeah um the the music is fantastic it i think um while the while the the opening of star wars with the starter story going overhead is is something else uh because that's 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 sets the stage for all of Star Wars. I think technically this is the most dynamic opening we've ever seen in any of the Star Wars movies um, so it it really it really is it's it's one of those it's one of those things that right right as soon as as soon as it goes to picture, your jaw just hits the floor and it's it's fantastic and and I love it. I love it the opening scene yep
3: Excellent choice Terry excellent. number four. Albert, number four so this one uh okay so this is where i started getting into my my kids now so between this one and my number two i kind of flip-flop but i'm gonna go on record as saying my number four is the opera scene Mm. so just Mm. every so everything about this scene for me is just near perfection you've got mcdermott and hayden probably you know at their best throughout this scene but especially ian because he's He's just sh- showing us another level of how of Palpatine and, and his level of manipulation, deception, his deceit, right? He's just constantly twisting. He's playing Anakin. He's listening to every word. He's you know he's got him you know re- roped in on the told uh, all the lies and stuff. And you have that eerie like monk chanting music that at yeah. the opera that's playing. Wham, 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 wham. Yep, yep. And it was get-
2: Squid Squid Lake <laughs> was the name of
3: <for> that. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah. The, uh, but that's also, in then you know, fast forward to the sequel trilogies, and we get that same tone, or at least a flavor of it, with Snoke, right? So there's, you know, there's there's a kind of tie there for yeah. us as well. But on top of that, the key element that I think that really gets me is is kind of that we finally got some backstory from Palpatine that would later be fleshed out in the Legends novel with with Darth Plagueis, and and then more recently with the um the uh, Darth Vader comic issue number twenty five specifically. Um, but you know, we got this whole you know Palpatine talking to him about life and death and. You know, and in the background, on top of all that, on in the background, you've got what looks like an egg being fertilized right before your eyes. When he's talking yeah. about life, right? So, um, so, anyways, it's just a, it's a great, great scene. I, I think it's, it really is kind of the first, um, first uh, element that we get from Palpatine, and in, in, in really what drives Anakin to kind of start really thinking about, I mean, maybe the Jedi Order isn't where I need to be. Uh, he puts you know that doubt, talks about power, that kind of thing. So that just that whole speech, the whole setting. Uh, and let's not forget that we got Lucas as chairman, Papa Papanoida in it too, as well. So, yeah. so that <laughs> yeah, can't, can't go wrong. wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah, on top of that, I mean, what more do you want? So, yeah, that's going to be that's my number four.
2: That scene is great because, yeah, as as Palpatine is telling telling the story, you could tell he's replaying it in his mind what he's you know what he actually did, and he's quietly like he's quietly like. Gloating and self congratulating himself about, oh man, I was awesome back then. Oh, yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs>
1: yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's,
2: he's, he's, he, he seems like he's sort of like, you know, uh, the quarterback just thinking back to when he won the Super Bowl and just like, oh man, I was so awesome. I was the man. And yeah, I love that scene. It was really great, great scene. That's a good choice. Number four.
3: Number four. Number four. All right, Chris.
1: Well, impressive impress us, Chris. already. Well, you guys already ruined it because your number five is my oh, number four. No.
2: He liked it just a little yeah. bit. He liked it one more <laughs> than we did. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I did, and I actually, this is the third time I'm sitting here where you guys are, are chit-chatting. I, this is the third time I'm watching the the scene <laughs> on my phone right now, and everything is just phenomenal about it, and they're flying in sync, and, and the effects and the, and the explosions, it's, it's, it's such a great scene. There's so much stuff going on, you know? Mm-hmm. And everything you guys said times <laughs> two. But that's that's my number four. It's already been you know, You're already you know you already shot my yeah. load. So, you know, that's all right. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <Bloop>. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. All right, uh, uh, Timmy.
2: Oh, oh number number oh it is me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number four. Uh, it kind of has to do a little bit with the opening scene, but the uh, the track uh, the 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 orchestra track "Battle of Heroes" the theme basically the theme for the movie. Oh yeah. Um, it's not it's, it's not quite across the stars. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, it's not even quite the, um, Oh shoot. What was, what was the, the one from, from, uh, Phantom Menace? Duel Fates. Duel Fates. Mm-hmm. but damn it. It's, it really is. It's, it's, it's kind of a, a mix between the two. It's this sweeping orchestra piece that really gets your, your, your blood going. It's, it's not, it's not like a, it's not like a real pumping one, but it, you you hear it and you just you just get excited. It's it it's a it's a near perfect um uh, movie theme. Um that I think uh that I think I think if 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 for for any prequel hater out there, I I think that the one, the one thing that I think just about everybody can agree on is is how fantastic the scores are for all of the prequels, and Battle of the Heroes is no exception. It it really, it really is like near perfection. I love it so much. Battle of the Heroes,
1: like you know, and, and we've all, we've all said this. We've all, everyone in the world said this. Like like John Williams. Like, what would these movies be like without him? Boring <sighs> crap. Yep. <laughs> yeah, boring. Yeah, it, Sarah, that. That's a good. It would word. be
2: hard to. It would be hard to figure out who 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 they would have gotten if John Williams didn't do it, and what and what that would because, have sounded like. Because at the time that Star Wars b- was being made, it, it was mainly pop soundtracks, um, pop and 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 if if it was a score, it was they it was trying to make it modern. It wasn't necessarily classical. Um, so I think. I, I think if if John Williams didn't do it, I think Fox probably would have pressured Lucas into doing something that was like more spacey. Yeah, and I know. think I think it it would have it would have come off weirdly. So yeah, we do have to give credit Jer- to.
3: I'm sorry. No, sorry, I was going to say Jerry Goldsmith is somebody that probably would have been a shoe he would in, have, I guess
2: he,
1: he would have been pretty yeah he would yeah have been, but
2: you know, I, I I have a feeling Jerry Goldsmith probably would have. I mean I, I I can say this with, with, with no with no research. I have a feeling he would have he would have been tempted to go down the sci-fi route rather than I, I cause I think this John Williams score influenced him when he did this well, did he do the first Star Trek? Yeah. I think this kind of influenced him, therefore influencing James Horner on uh further influencing James Horner on uh Wrath of Khan. Mm-hmm. So I think I don't know. I uh, I have a I have a feeling that even if Jerry Goldsmith had had taken this, he probably would have taken some notes. But I I have a feeling it still would have. We still would have heard some like we 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 It's thrown thrown in there somehow. But uh, but you never know. Again, it's 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 a it's an it's it's one of those alternate histories that will will we will we'll never really know how, how yeah. it would have played
3: out. I was trying to think of other prolific like composers at least during that era yeah you made a good point there really weren't a whole lot not, not to the likes that we've got today
2: it's like um ennio morricone was still alive still is yeah. um uh oh shoot um bernstein elmer bernstein
3: was 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 around then yeah yeah but don't get me wrong i i would know there's nobody gonna replace john Williams. Anymore. no 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 john like that's gonna be that's
1: gonna be like when when he you know moves on and, and passes man that's gonna be just in, yes. just like an end of yeah. an era you know what I mean like no other movie will have that kind of style and, and music again you know
2: well I think I think Williams also um, he also had you know as a composer and as a conductor I think that informed him a lot. Uh, you know, c- conducting classical symphonies. I don't. I at the at the time that he, at the time that he did Star Wars, I don't know how much. Um, I don't know how much. Uh, con- uh conducting he had he had been doing it by that point, but but I think going and conducting various symphonies by other. Uh, composers probably helped inform his sensibilities and then taking over the Boston pops from, from Fiedler um, you know, he probably, he probably talked with Arthur Fiedler and Fiedler probably gave him a lot of insight uh, again, along with other, other uh, conductors to uh, that, that, as I said, informed his sensibilities and uh, created, created the John Williams that we got.
3: Well, maybe if that uh, little gig that his son has over at Toto doesn't work out, he can <laughs> yeah. step in with, the, with his dad's <laughs> yeah. footsteps here and knock some songs out for us.
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We got, was that was,
3: was it Rosanna?
2: Rosanna? That was Toto. Yeah, okay. I
3: just I just saw yeah I just saw them a couple months ago here in Austin. It was great. Really? Oh yeah. Wow. Did you did you try to try to get his autograph? Uh, I did not try to get his autograph, but I did rush the stage because after after they played uh, um, rains out Africa, yeah. everyone like left. Like literally everybody left. And so I was able to make my way to the front of the stage and got right up there and got some, you know, some pictures of him, but didn't didn't stick around for any autographs wow. and stuff. See, but.
2: I would I would need him to sign my Star Wars poster because he wrote Lopty Neck. Oh, that's right. He did.
3: Yeah, he did oh, write
2: that. I need to get I need I need Johnny Williams, Jr. I I, I don't know what his son's name is. I'm sorry. Uh, it's Joseph. Joseph. Joey, Joey, <laughs> Joey, uh, Joey Williams to come and, uh, and sign my my Star Wars poster for Lopty Neck. Uh, at the, at the last, um, uh, at our balls for all, uh, I had managed to get my hands on about 20 Toto t-shirts. So we gave, we gave away Toto t-shirts to anybody that wanted them at that, uh, at the balls for all. (laughs) So there was a little bit of a star Wars connection there with the free Toto (laughs) t-shirts. Now those, now those t-shirts, I couldn't, I couldn't, I mean, I could give them away. I did give them away. I couldn't sell. I tried selling those on eBay. I couldn't sell them. If I had those Toto t-shirts now, I'd be getting 20 bucks a pop for those. Oh yeah, absolutely. Damn you, Weezer.
1: Tim, Tim brought twenty and he, and he brought home. The <laughs> no, I
2: know I, I didn't even keep one for myself. I wish I did.
1: Yeah, oh, too.
2: I'd be the coolest kid on the block. Uh, all right, um, all right. so up? that was that was my number four. So we're back to we're yep. we're back around to the beginning.
3: All right, here we go. Number three is number three. Order sixty six. Yes. So this one again is probably one that could, you know, depending on day, time, that kind of thing, it may move up. But I mean, just everything about this moment, and I'm going to lump everything from the minute he tell he, he, uh, he being Palpatine, uh, orders Order sixty six, all the way up until we get to Zuckassa J- at the very at the very end. So during that moment, though, I mean, this is just tragedy at its finest, right? It's it's it. Yeah. yeah and it has a very different different impact for me now than it did when I saw it in the movie theater, and that's because I'm a big fan of the Clone Wars, right? Mm-hmm. So, if yeah. you, right? Mm-hmm. so, if you watch the Clone Wars and you got into that, the minute you went back and watched this scene again, you got to see Kiedi Mundi, Aayla Secura, Plo Koon. These guys actually meant something to me. They meant a lot more to me then.
1: It was sadder watching Absolutely. them go this time around. And yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: I mean, yeah. it just guts you uh, to, to know when. Um, and then especially with the clones, too, because you start to, you know, you develop that affinity, that relationship with the clones, and I can I'm one of those folks that when the Clone Wars came out I really didn't give a rat's butt about the clones at all. I thought they were I just related them at, to like stormtroopers, right? I don't really care about those guys. They're the right. bad guys. And then you watch the right. series and you really start to really appreciate the clones and their individuality, their personalities, that kind of thing and so they grew on me. And so yeah, it just got you even further when you watch, you know, the order when you watch Order 66. So um and then, and then this is finally is it it's kind of all playing out. This was the end. This was the end of the Jedi Order. It was the end of the Clone Wars. You know, we were able to kind of bear witness to all of it for the for the first time in glorious THX. And mm. you know, uh, you got Commander Gree and Yoda and, and the slaughtering of the younglings. You know, Master Skywalker. Mm-hmm. There's too many <laughs> of them, right? That scene just is yeah. is tragic in itself too. Um, and then, of course, I, I mentioned him, but you, you know, you got uh, Zed Jikasa bailing out Bail Organa at the very end of the of that particular scene so it's just a it's a very very dark moment the movie was already going in we knew it was going to be dark we knew it was going to have shades of darkness in it more than any other movie that we'd seen so far um but yeah when this when this scene happens it's 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 pretty uh it's a low point i guess but in in a good way right it's it's just tragic all around yeah
1: and you're right so much so much happens when the order is, is is set, and then until it's over, like so much is, is going on. Yeah, so you you almost can't take it all in until you see it over and over again. Like, oh, they died. Oh, he died. Yeah, she died. yeah. yeah. and and I and I
2: agree. Yeah, with the with with the Clone War series, if you watch that, you do get to know who most of these Jedi generals are, and you get to know who a lot of these clones that are turning and killing their their uh, their generals. Um, and so, yeah, it it, it it definitely does uh, have an uh, ten ten years later has an emotional impact that you didn't necessarily feel when you watched it in two thousand five. Not to say that there was no impact, but yeah, you definitely feel a little more for our, for everybody involved.
1: Yeah, and 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 what that has done to you? Order sixty six. I I went to Five Guys tonight. And I had order sixty three. Oh, yeah. I was a little bit depressed. That I just want you to get an order sixty six, and when you do, you see someone <laughs> on Facebook always post it. You know, I, <laughs>
0: I
2: I posted. I finally got an order sixty six out of Burger King. Uh-huh. Yeah, I finally got. I finally got one. And I posted it, and I I preface it with like everyone else has got one. This is the first time I've gotten one, and the comments <laughs> yeah. underneath it were just kind of like, yeah, we haven't seen that before. Uh, a little late to <laughs> right. the game. I'm like, I'm like, dude, yeah, I'm a little late to the game because this is the first time I've gotten an it's, order sixty six. This fault. is a big
3: deal for me. You sons of bitches! I've never gotten an order sixty six. And Chris, if I were you, I would have went back and said, "I need an order of fries, and a burger, and a shake." And can you please place that on three different orders just so I can get the <laughs> order sixty six ticket? Because I've I've never gotten one. I would love to finally order get that.
1: 67, order sixty seven, order sixty eight, order sixty nine. <laughs> I got one at, at a Wawa once, so yeah. I, it, it happens. You just gotta you know be at the right right time, right place. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, I know. I know the rest of the world has gotten their order sixty sixes, but <laughs> it took me. 12, 13 years to finally get one. And I post on Facebook. I didn't need to be shamed yeah. for for being late to the game, you bastards. This is I'm this was on our own place. damn podcast Facebook page. I was getting shamed <laughs> for being I late to the
3: game. I'm gonna go find that and like it yeah. so that you can feel the love. <laughs> you.
1: Yeah. Like it.
2: Awesome, Tim. Heart, heart, heart.
3: Yep. Yeah. Order six.
2: Excellent. Yeah. Choice. Very.
1: Good. Albert. Uh, my number three is—I—I I would bet money that it would be one of you guys, one or two, or even both of you. Hmm. I'm only saying this now because my number two is really goosiness Is it, is it bluebies that's why that's my- <laughs> no, but it should be man. <laughs> Change your number one. Scratch, your scratch. I was—I was more when 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 she perished. I was like, oh, oh, don't, ruin that, don't ruin that body, you
3: know. <laughs> Stop shooting at her yeah. boobies! All right, just just. Well, are you just, talking about the girl that's coming up the stairs right before the opera scene? No.
2: No. Uh, okay. uh, what's her name? Mom. Um, Ayla Secura, Secura right. Yeah. right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Bluebies.
1: I mean, those are some some nice blue uh, paint. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. All right. Well, uh, my number three is. Eh, I guess it's a, it's probably in the top three lightsaber duels of all all the films. It's the obvious one. It's Obi versus Anakin. Mm-hmm. Exactly when, when Padme gives me the gooseys and says you're 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 breaking my heart. From that moment, all all the way until he's no, I got you. He's burning and he's dying, and then Obi comes over and steals his lightsaber and walks away. Everything about those two fighting, it's it's phenomenal. And my favorite part of that whole duel, which might be you guys. When they're finally in that one little computer room or whatever, and they both stand back and they are throwing their sabers for twenty minutes side by side. Oh yeah, know, yeah. A, yep. yeah. yeah, they're both showing off. This yeah. is what I can do. I can do this. <laughs> it's it's
2: great. That's, that's, that's so that's that's so purely for just visual effect. It, like it, it, in, in a real battle, like ah, I don't know if I to actually really do that.
1: No, they could've done that for twenty minutes, and I would just watch them <laughs> boom, boom, <laughs> all Which side minutes? by side. <laughs> yeah, uh, we really could have, but everything. I mean, there's some bad CGI here and there, and the whole lava and they're swinging like Tarzan once uh, in a while. At least, yeah, yeah, at least they don't do the Tarzan like,
2: thing, like, uh. Uh, like like Chewbacca oh, does. Oh, that would have been the
3: positive.
1: <laughs> y- yes, Tim, pure positive. But everything about those two going at you—you you see, you know, um, Anakin's, you know, Jedi Master, and him just going at it, man. And it's like you know, y- you know what's coming, you know what's coming. But it's still cool to watch, and it's just when it's it's probably like I I mean I think Darth Maul and and those two, and Luke and Vader. I mean this has to be up there in the top three three of uh, lightsaber duels of all the films. Mm-hmm. For me, it's up there. <laughs> it's up there. Yeah, <laughs> it's up there. It's in the top seventeen, Chris. All right, okay. But well, that's my number three, Obi vs. Kenobi.
3: Nice. It's uh, on my list. I'm not telling you when. Mm-hmm.
1: Well. All right.
2: It's either uh, right. well, uh, as I said, Albert is looking over my shoulder. Uh, my what? number three is—he's right yeah, behind he's you in the house. <laughs> he's right behind yeah. you. He's holding the knife that Luke normally holds over Chris. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my number three is the Order sixty-six montage. Um, nice. And the thing, that, and 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 we, I, we we said we said most of it with uh, with Albert's pick the 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 spot that really gets me there's there's two there's uh Mundi The Kieti Mundi one is heartbreaking. Yep. Yep. It's cuz
3: he's like come on. I know. He's che- he's like rallying the <laughs> troops and they just yeah. stop and they you know they basically line up into a firing squad at that yep. point. It's just sad. It's it's
2: terrible. The Kieti Mundi and then uh then Gree and I and I've, I've mentioned this on on our show several times uh when Gree gets he comes up and and you know lowers his weapon to, to 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 yoda's head or whatever and yoda jumps up and kills him and then there's that chewbacca's like what yep. <laughs> that's what he was yeah. roaring and then uh yeah yoda just jumps up on him and goes run and yeah part of me would part of they me would, l- would want to say whoa wait 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 we got to we got to talk about this, and then the other part of me be like, "That guy just killed that guy. I'm going to do whatever you don- tells me to do. I'm going to run." <laughs> right. So, yeah, I, but uh, but yeah, the, the Order sixty six. It, it really is. It's 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 heartbreaking. Um, even though some of those Jedi, we if, if especially if you're reading the books or the comics or we're paying attention to things over the years, you did get to know them in in a certain light through some of the expanded universe. But it really was the Clone Wars. Uh, show that uh, that really uh, brought these these it, characters it brought, personalities out. So yeah. yeah, you did you as you rewatch it a few years after it. Uh, yeah, you 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 begin to feel that the the loss of these characters a little more. But yeah, that that my number three, same as same as uh, Albert.
3: Mm-hmm. All right, number two. All right, number two for Albert. Number two, and this is Tim's number two. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> So my number two is the I'm gonna so it's really the construction uh, and rise of Darth Vader, but I'm gonna just lump it in together as the birth and rebirth, right? Because we've got uh you know, it's just a series of events that takes place in that moment. And I think it's just one of the best, honestly. The the imagery and symbolism itself is great. It starts with Padme. You know, she's dying, she's lying there giving birth to her child or children, as she would find out. She's sitting there on a white, comfortable bed, and then we switch over to Anakin, who's laid out on the gloomiest, you know, in the gloomiest room that they could possibly find. Uh, He's on a black flat table with the Imperial symbol underneath, no less, just to make sure he knew where he belonged, right? Uh, And then we get, you know, the birth of Luke, we get the birth of Leia, just right at the same time Padme dies, and that's when we get the birth or rebirth of Anakin as, you know, Lord Vader. And that scene, you know, where he's being assembled, it's just, it's, it's creepy, it's eerie. I love the visuals of it, the sound, especially with the helmet coming down, you get that little suction thump, right? And then the heartbeat. If you listen to the heartbeat, it just stops uh, for just a few seconds, and then you get the breathing. That's the next thing you hear. So you get the breathing. You get that little wisp of smoke that you know you can see the air coming out of his helmet at that point. And that's mm-hmm. that's yep. the Vader that we all knew and know and love. That we grew up with as kids. The ones you know, the one person that that we, I, at least me personally, feared as a kid. Uh, in a, in a very kind of sadistic way. I really liked Vader, but he was he scared the crap out of me uh but that was it that was the the beginning of it the beginning of the the monster the the creation of the monster so um yeah just that the whole birth and rebirth scene
2: and i like how um, that is
1: an excellent choice
2: i like how anakin has that look of like terror as they're yeah. about to put the mask on it, yeah it's coming down he's like yeah. oh shit He's like,
1: what's this when what I- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that he looks he
3: looks he looks scared yeah he really does there's been a lot of talk, too, about if you guys go back and watch that scene, slow it down right as the helmet's coming. Not when you see his eyes and he's got that scared look in his eye, but as this, as the helmet's going, I guess, coming in and it's sealing, he's, his mouth is moving. And there's a lot of debate right now about whether or not he murmured something or if he's saying something. Uh, I'd imagine he's just cursing because he's scared or whatever. But
2: rubber baby buggy bumpers. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: the
3: the, the other thing about this scene, too, is it also completes a few stages of Anakin's hero or anti-hero journey, if you will. And so I'm going to I'm going to get into the Cantina cast here and channel uh, Joseph Campbell. But just for a second, but we have a very clear and distinct marker when he enters uh, the abyss. With, so that stage of, of the hero's journey uh, where he dies and then he's reborn. I mean, there's a literal transformation that occurs and we get the beginnings of of the next the next stage, which is the atonement piece of it. So. From, a, from, from you look at it just from the hero's journey, and, and Anakin goes through a number, or Vader, I guess, Anakin and Vader both go through a number of hero journeys, or kind of mini ones, but overall, this is a huge step for him that, you know, he won't finish this journey until we get to the, the original trilogies. But this is a very, very pivotal moment uh, from, a, from a Campbell perspective and, and from George Lucas' storytelling perspective. So uh, it was just a great, great scene. Um, I really watched it. I think when, in preparation for this show, I don't know, it's been a couple of weeks now. I think I went back and watched this scene alone, probably about four or five times, just because it was just that good.
1: Yeah, that's, that's that's an excellent choice. Fantastic, fantastic. Totally agree. Right on, brother, <laughs> Christopher. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number, number two, two, right? Number two. Okay. Number two, I'm watching right now. I'll tell you. Um, it's it's everything everything that's already been mentioned kind of sort of but for me it gives me goosies and it's beyond it's it's on top of gooses and all it's the very it's it's the last the very 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 last shot see baby luke oh. getting dropped off and seeing uncle owen and peru and those and the double sons. sons and the and, oh, and looking out because you know that's what luke does and the new hope mm-hmm. and there's there's my goosies and it's just so, and the music, John Williams again, and it's just like, oh, here we go, like, like, and like Albert said, like you thought that was it, yeah. Yep. There was that's the end of Star Wars. You'll never have, to, you'll never see another one ever again. What's going to happen, and what's between, and whatnot, and it, it's almost knowing me. I, I probably teared up a little bit at the end. You were, you were watching, <laughs> just, you were watching
2: that scene, and you were picturing yourself. Handing handing Caitlin over a two year old Caitlin over to uh, to to <laughs> Joel Edgerton so he could hold your baby at celebration too.
1: Yes, yeah. Who who knew? You know what I mean? Who knew that Uncle Owen held baby girl Caitlin <laughs> in his arms? And what uh, you what you need to, to do is next time he comes
2: around, you should try to replicate that picture again with her now at eighteen. <laughs>
1: I would, you know what? I will definitely bring. I'll get the photo, uh, uh printed out, and I'll bring it with me, and I'll and I'll show him so he can sign yeah. it.
3: That would be awesome.
1: But it was, it's a great scene because, because you know what's what's in the future for. Well, even though you know what's in, in Uncle Ellen's future, yeah, <laughs> but you know what's what's going to be become of that little baby boy. And it's just, it's it's a great scene. It, it really yeah. is, and it's just, it's major gooseys.
3: Did that? Did, did her age or her look? jar was that jarring for you guys her given how look young she looked at the end of that movie and then what we see come in and you hope from 77
1: not really because she's hot as hell in 77
2: yeah, yeah, good
3: point, good point. <laughs> in 77
2: yeah <laughs> in clear, 77 please. shalala Shal- <laughs> sh- what is that it? sh- sh- shalala shalala fraser yeah that's what name. mean
1: but everyone always says that that's the um, Tatooine double Sons. It, it it cooks it it literally cooks your body, so you get old and wrinkly faster.
2: Yeah, but she went, you know. Let's let's say she suppose we'll, we'll 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 say she's twenty. We'll say she's twenty years yeah. old, which I uh, yeah. so Luke eighteen years later we see Star Wars. She should be thirty eight. Now I know that there are some <laughs> haggard thirty eight year olds, but most of them are on meth.
1: But maybe she was a really bad smoker. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. Even even at thirty eight, even at thirty eight, uh, generally people
3: still don't look that. Agent. It's that that jawa ganja it gets you after yeah.
1: a while. Yeah, <laughs> you, it's the twin sons. That's what does well. It. That's, well yeah, you could, That's that's an argument. That's an argument. Hmm. I mean, it hurts when when we get sunburned. You know what I mean? From like one, <laughs> our, sunburn, our whole body is sunburned three hundred and
2: sixty-five days a
3: year.
1: <laughs> so, but then at the at the end when, when she gets burned alive, you know, it shouldn't hurt that much because she used to yeah.
3: get oh, too soon,
1: <laughs> too, oh. soon. <laughs> too soon, too soon. Too soon. I'm sorry. Take that back. <laughs> <sighs> that's my number number, number two. two. My number two. That's a good one. Yeah,
2: my number two uh, is. The Anakin-Obi-Wan final battle. Phenomenal. It it really is. And unlike a lot of... Uh, I mean, not, I, won't, I won't say a lot. I, unlike some of the battles that we see in the Star Wars movies, this one actually looks like they're actually trying to kill each other. Yeah. Um, a lot of the other battles, it looks like they are just taking the time to hit sticks. And, and it doesn't look like they're actually it's trying... Sticks to kill another person. Um, they're like in, um, in Phantom Menace, it, it, it looks like, it looks like they're doing a lot of acrobatic things that look nice on screen, but it's like, are they actually really trying to hit each other? And in this one, it really looks like they're trying to kill each other. Yeah. Um, that's one thing. And, and also the, just the end after, uh, Anakin gets his arms and legs cut off, and he's screaming at him, and uh, and Obi Wan is like just in agony. You know, you yeah. you, you are supposed to be the chosen one. You are my Love brother. You. Ah,
1: yeah.
2: it's it it, it it gets you. I've seen it. I I don't know how many times. I was fifty times at least, probably more than that. And it's still it still is a is a is a really well done scene. It's a it, for for a movie that I know by this point. Um, uh, Ewan was probably like, oh, God, we're going back and doing this. We got hammered in the last two for him to come back and <laughs> and do such a, such a great job uh, in this movie and not try to phone it in and, and give his, give his best performance that he could possibly give, especially in that scene. It, 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 and, it, and it comes across and it works and it and it's, it's one of the scenes that really helps sell the entire movie. Um, it's one of those scenes that if it was done wrong, we, you know, we'd, we'd be saying a different thing today. We, it would be, it would be a completely different thing if it wasn't for that, that, that one particular scene. So, but that's, uh, that's my number two, that the whole battle, but especially, um, the, the, the final talk that they have where, where you're
1: just like, yeah, you were my brother. Yeah. It's, it's, but why does anyone ever talk about like? Andy gets his his legs and an arm cut off. Like, how did you survive that? And, he, and, and, and he's burning. How did you How did you survive that?
3: I, I, we've We've talked about this on our show, and I won't get into that that conversation because we really got the tinfoil hats and put those on. But. But a lot of a lot of if you think about it, right, there's there's tones in this and, and it comes out in the in the dialogue between uh, Palpatine and Anakin. But there are moments in there where they're talking about the passion that the Sith have. And that's if you look at the the Sith code, a lot of their power comes from their passion, their their ability to give into the emotion, feed off the emotion, whether it be hate, love, that kind of thing. And so you got to you got to imagine he's at the, the most outrageous moment that he's outrageous moment he's ever been. He's furious like he's never been before. He screams out, I hate you. He's got all that. That's just feeding. This is my theory here. That's just feeding into his force power. His ability is just enhanced so much that it at least buys him enough time so that Palpatine can come down with those troopers, get him back and and, and kind of make sure that he I think if he, he there was no way he could have sustained life in, in that condition. But I think he was just so pissed off. I think his force power was enhanced so much by the rage that he felt and the anger and the hate that I think that's what allowed him to stay alive in that moment just long enough for Palpatine to, to show up and, and rescue him.
2: And I, I like that. And theory. it worked. It, it worked for Maul. I mean, Maul got yeah, cut absolutely. A, he got cut right across yeah. the belly button, and uh, if he has a belly button, and uh, and yeah, and he he was able to live for, um, you know, fifteen years uh, with no legs.
1: <laughs> Lieutenant Dan,
2: Lieutenant Darth. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so so I mean, look look at it. I mean, if you look at it that way, it's like that's. That's someone there that, that was able to sustain their life solely through hatred and pain um, and loss.
1: So, are you saying if, if I get my legs cut off, I got to be in so much hatred and pain that I'll still stay alive? I hate alive you, Tim. I hate you, Tim. Suck it, <laughs> suck it, suck it, Tim.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Your will be through the roof. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't think I'd be saying suck it, Tim if I have no, no legs. I don't know. Uh,
2: well, it, it depends, on, depends on how it happened. Yep. And how far you down. down he cut?
3: Yeah,
1: I was going to say,
2: yeah. Is it above the knees? Below
1: We're
2: at the knees? top of the steps. You're carrying twelve cream pies, and I push you. <laughs> you announce, "I have twelve cream pies," and I push you, and you fall down, and
3: that's that's how you die. I got that reference. That was from uh, the Best of Five solo, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, dang it! I'm repeating yeah. myself already. That's all right. Because you know, Timless loves loves that, that scene seat. from from Sesame I Street or let yeah. That
2: scene, I love it? the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. And milk,
1: milk, milk, milk,
2: milk.
1: We're we're And did did um, did Grover really say the f bomb? He did <laughs> not. Street. No, he did
3: not. Have you seen Albert? Have you seen this? I haven't seen it, but I saw Frank Oz's response to it um, recently, I guess. What he say? He just basically said anybody that thinks it, that Grover would have said that is basically an idiot. I don't know. I'm paraphrasing here, but you know. right. he, he said, didn't say that. that. It is does is an effing idiot?
2: Now, uh, it does sound, it does it sound like you saying doesn't. it. It like, doesn't. When I heard the person, I'm, like, I'm see, like, where does he say the F word? And I had to go back. It's it's the whole Laurel
1: and what was it? There's two words.
2: that people The Hardy.
1: <laughs> no, remember that you know, is it Laurel or are you saying Harry? Remember that it was, it was a couple years ago. Is the bless yeah? Is the dress blue or gold? It was the same damn, thing. pen like is people, blue. <laughs> the goddamn pen is blue. It's it's I I heard it. I that's all I hear. Now Luke and my wife Kelly she, they don't hear. I that. I hear where
2: I hear where where I think people think he's saying it, but I don't hear the f word at all. Any that's wish that's wishful thinking on some sick bastards uh, thing if they think Grover if they if they think Grover says the f word and they put that out on PBS with Sesame Street.
1: Actually, it's on HBO now. Yeah, too. but that Sesame Street.
2: Well, uh, well is, is is that on a, a recent one or is that on a on an older one? I want to say recent because yeah. all the new episodes are on um, HBO. HBO, but they, they do show them on PBS. Yeah. But I don't know that that right. that seems like that. I think that was an older episode, but it, I just think it's. That's stupid. So we'll have to we'll have to remember to post this video when this uh, when this episode goes live of, uh, of what people think uh, Grover is yes, saying. I'm
1: Grover. All right. <sighs> Where um, are we
2: at? Now we lost track. I did oh, number no. two. Obi Wan final battle. Okay. Uh, did you do your number yes. two? Yes. Okay. So we're back um, to number versus... one.
3: Number, number one. Number no, Sorry, I'm still listening to Grover here. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't oh, play. Are, the you, are you watching it? Yeah, I'm watching it right now. All right. We'll talk about later. Um, My number one is and I was kind of quiet when Tim was talking because surprise, if you're playing Mm -hmm. at home, my number one is Anakin versus Obi-Wan Kenobi. So I will uh, for everything that Tim already mentioned. But in addition to that, for me, this is what I've been waiting to see what seemed like my whole life, because we know in a new hope, right, at least we assume that based on the conversation that Kenobi was having with Luke Skywalker on Tatooine, that uh, and then also with Kenobi and Vader where, you know, their that dialogue on the death star, that exchange where they're talking about when I last met that kind of thing. This was just something we knew something had happened between them. We didn't know exactly what it was. And it wasn't until later that we started getting those rumors. I don't know if you guys remember this, but this is like during the dark times, but we started getting rumors of, you know, scripts that had been written and there was basically, there may have been a scene out there of an epic battle between the two on a lava planet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Obi-Wan invested bested him and that's how he lost, you know, more than just two legs and an arm. And so that was there was like this just cloud of mystery that I that that lived with me and stayed with me for years and years and years. And this was the one thing that when I knew that the prequels were when they were announced, this is the one thing that I was looking forward to the most. I didn't really care so much about whether I was going to see Anakin as a kid, I didn't care so much if I was going to see you know Obi Wan specifically or you know Leia's parents, like the Organas, any of that stuff. It was really about this particular battle. I wanted to see this battle on this lava planet that I had that had you know, kind of dreamt up in my mind for so many years. I had this headcanon about how this was going to, how it played out. And it doesn't disappoint on any level. I mean, there's just, it's in, and, and on top of that, you got Lucas on record as saying that he literally, at least from a biblical sense, meant for this battle to look like it was taking place in hell itself. And that's why we got, you know, Mustafar and, and didn't have a name at the time. But, mm. uh, but yeah, he was, there was an, it was uh, purposeful and intentful that that's what he wanted that, uh, that scene to look like it, Like they were fighting in hell itself. So, Um, there's just a lot you guys have already, I mean, well, Tim's already talked about a lot of the stuff here, but I want to just touch on one thing that you mentioned too, because up until this moment, especially when, when, uh, Kenobi comes off the ship and, uh, Padme's there and and Anakin's there, that whole conversation is very different. Like if you think back to even like the clone wars and of course attack of the clones, they've always had this relationship of, you know, mentor and apprentice, maybe uh, a father and a son, I wouldn't say it's condescending, but he never really kind of spoke to Anakin at that same level. And we got a very small glimpse of it as Anakin or Kenobi was leaving right in the, earlier on in the movie. And he finally tells him, hey, you've always been a great person or you're a better Jedi than him than yeah. I am. Right. There's that moment there. And we didn't. that was another very sincere moment that we never really had seen. But this is the first time that these guys are talking man to man. And, you know, yeah. something's going down like he's not. He's not sugarcoating anything. This is, it was a very, you got a very, very real sobering kind of look at their relationship. Very different than what we had ever seen before prior to it. So that in itself just kind of sets the tone for what was about to happen. And, um, you know, with, with the fighting and the choreography and it was just amazing. I mean, they, they I think they practiced for months of months on end. It's all, all them with the exception of like two quick scenes where they did some CGI stuff, but it's all done in real time, right? They're not, you know, speeding up the cameras or anything for any effects uh it's just it's a great great battle it's still not probably my favorite all-time uh lightsaber battle as much as i'm going on and doting about it right now Mm -hmm. but it is it is just one of those great great moments in in star wars lore and and i'm with you tim especially on the, the very end that dialogue between them you know where especially when he mentions you know you were said to destroy the sith not join them bring balance to the force not leave it in darkness um that in itself the whole balance of force and and the chosen one and all that i mean that that today reigns is more impactful now given what we know about, you know, the sequel trilogies and, you know, go back to the Mortis arc, right. In mm-hmm. the clone wars, all that stuff just plays into it. And you go back and watch this movie again, you watch the scene again, and it just means a lot more now because we've got all that additional content and context that we didn't have when it was first released. So, so great, great. Uh, I have to give it my number one overall. And th- this is the one that fluctuates, uh, from time to time between, Yeah. but, but that's it for right now for today. Anyways, tonight. <laughs> now, nah- and, and you got to give props to um, Ewan.
1: I mean, his his performances, his acting, is is why his Obi Wan is 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 one of the yeah. greatest characters.
2: Even yeah. even prequel haters are like clamoring for an Obi Wan movie starring Ewan McGregor. Yep. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's uh, he's he's fantastic in it. And and bringing up the the whole lava planet. When when did we hear that that this whole happened on a lava planet? Like at what point? At what point did that become a thing? Like I I, I, I was just paging through the the novelization for Star Wars, and it's not mentioned there. Nope.
3: I the can, first time. On. No, go ahead. Sorry, keep going. I'm gonna grab the, a
2: book. The first time I remember it being spoken about, and I think it was with a uh, interview with George Lucas that I read. I had this the these British magazine copies of dark empire and it was, it had dark empire and had a backup story of an Indiana Jones thing from the early nineties, 91 or 92. Oh. And, uh, and I seem to remember reading something there about it. That may have been the first time I had read it because he had said that he was planning on making these, these movies. I mean, it was a good seven years later that we finally got them, but he said they had been planning on making them. I think, I think they even gave a date. Like we're th- we're hoping by 1995, to have these movies out. Um, but I, I think that was the first time I had heard about a lava planet. Um, do you guys have any memories
1: of where that may have come from? I just remember hearing about it from other people. <laughs> Mostly. Yeah.
3: yeah, I think for, so I'm I'm actually trying to go back now and look, because I thought I remember, so I was a, a pretty big fan of the, I don't know if you guys ever played the West End uh, game, Star Wars role-playing game that came out like in is it 88, 87.
2: No, so that, we know that, that, of it. We know of it. Yeah, right? so so, so yeah. that
3: source book, a lot of that material. This is where like Pablo Hidalgo and a number of folks were kind of contributing at the time. But this is really in that dark time of of Star Wars where we didn't really get anything. We didn't have TVs. We didn't have movies. We didn't have any cartoons uh, from up until about ninety one. This was really the only thing we had, and there was a source book that came out, and mm-hmm. it does talk about it. When you look at the Vader character, I'm looking up right now. It doesn't mention the lava planet per se, but it does talk about the battle that they have and and the scar the scars that he that he had to live with after fighting Kenobi. Um, but it was, it was shortly after that, that I, we started getting that. And I don't, rem- I honestly don't recall where that came from exactly. I know it was in a, it was in one of the original scripts. I know that, um, I don't remember which version of it, maybe like version two, version three of the script that they had, yep. uh, originally had in there. Um, so, but yeah, it was, it was definitely in the late eighties, maybe early nineties that we first started getting wind of it. And, uh, it might, may have been on the internet. I, I can't, I can't recall any, anymore, but
2: yeah, it, it was just one of those things that I, I remember, I seem to remember it in one of those British magazines, the uh, dark empire magazines, um, that, that, uh, that had come out. We, we had in America, we, 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 they, 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 put them out as single issue dark horse comics, but in, in England, it was, yeah, it was it was in magazine format, so it was a little bit larger, two stories and some articles in between, and uh, that's those are the that's what I had gotten uh, to read about that stuff, and I I seem to remember reading it in one of those one of those issues. All right, my number one.
1: In, I think it's skipped me, Teddy. What's that? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Your that's right, number one it is because all of us had on our list uh, the 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 saber battle, so that's that that's cool that we all yeah. matched matched up there. My number one's already been said, kind of, sort of, but but Albert used I mean, him. He really went on. He told like the whole entire scene, like of Vader's birth. Mm-hmm. I I have one little little tiny scene that yes gives me gooseys, and it's the whole Vader breath. Yeah. When you, when you, and you're right, and when when that mask comes down, and you see the, the air go down, and then you breathe, and you see the air come out and move. It, it's it's just that's what we all wanted wanted to to hear. Re- refresh my memory: is at the end of Sith's credits, at the very end. Do you hear him breathing?
2: No, that was at the end of what am Phantom Menace was it? Phantom yeah, Menace. You're
3: right. I don't think it was at the end of Sith.
1: Okay. It's, it's been a while. I haven't seen. But why would Vader be? It's. It's. I, mean, it's, I, just, I think like it's just to remind you. you. Yeah, know, like it's a tease. Like, like okay. yeah, like hold on to your butts. Hold <laughs> on to your butts. But yeah, the whole the whole Vader uh, the 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 whole mass going on and 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 the breathing. I, I remember I remember the crowd just I think applauding yeah, or yeah. clapping, standing up, cheering when that moment happened. Yeah. But that's 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 my number one. Is, is is Vader's breath taking a breath and saw minty fresh.
3: Did you guys follow the uh, the 2017 comic Darth Vader series comic? No, but I've been hearing good things oh, about it. It's amazing. I can't I can't recommend yeah. it enough. But the very first couple of ep- issues of that take place literally right at that moment, and it's kind of a retelling of that scene, and so it's a little different. But it did throw off some folks. I think there was a lot of debate and and conversation that was going back and forth about whether you know the comic took too much liberty with that scene. I, I have to say that I really enjoyed it. Um, it's a comic book, and so I would—I don't really want the same exact thing shot for shot, line for line. Uh, I'm not expecting that in a comic book, but if you get a chance, go take a look at that. It, it's its very interesting, and when you read the first four issues, five issues of it, and then you read the last four or five issues of it, it kind of makes sense. You get to understand why uh, Charles Sewell did that with that particular comic. Hmm.
1: Is the whole no scene
3: in the comic? Okay. No! It, it is, but its it's done... <laughs> It's, I always think of the roller coaster. The no, you know, it's going up and down. Um, yeah, it's it's in there, but it's it's uh, pulled back a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Bit. Okay. I uh,
2: I mean, I, I know I know Star people really love the Star Wars comics. I have never been able to get into any of the Star Wars comics um, very much. I mean, I, I had the Dark Empire ones. I've read a few here and there. Oh, those are great. But there's there. I don't know. Sometimes. Especially with the with the with the prequel adaptations, they'll take a scene and the scene is like ten minutes long, but they're condensing down to one panel. And I'm like,
1: oh, and,
2: or, or and and or it'll be a scene that's that's kind of nuanced, and they'll make uh, the the panels kind of like over the top. Like it's someone, like let's say it's Anakin saying, you know, I killed the the not just the men, but the women and the children. In the yeah. movie, it's like that, but in the comics, it'll come across like he's got this big angry look on his face, and it looks like he's yelling it. I don't know that i i have a I have a hard time with the Star Wars comics, but and I'm a comic book guy. I loved I loved I love reading comics, but I uh, for some reason the Star Wars comics i I really have a hard time hard time getting into those unless unless the art is done in a very um, uh, uh, caricaturist way. If they try to. Replicate the look of the the actual look of the actors and stuff. Uh, I don't know. It's that's that's just me. Uh, yeah, I'm digging should, myself into a hole there. Then. No,
3: you should check this out then, because it's. I would say this is probably the best that that Disney's offered since they took over the license. Okay. Uh, and if you can't get into this one, then you'll save yourself a lot of time by not even trying to get into any of the other ones at this yeah. point. So, yeah, I picked up.
2: Um, I picked up some of the early. Uh, trade paperbacks of of the first Star Wars comics that came out, and and while while I thought they were entertaining, I I, I, j- I just couldn't get into them. I tried, I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. But anywho, all right, number one, numero uno, the big Kahuna. Um, this is not this is just an over covers the entire movie for this particular guy, Ian McDiarmid. Yep. in this movie is my number one. He okay. is from beginning to end, just awesome. So good on every level. He chews up the scenery. He, he knows the type of movie he's making. So he knows he doesn't need to be subtle, um, but he, but he can do subtle. His subtlety is, is, is a gift of his, but also the hamminess is also, he's also very adept at that. Um, and he, he's just so good from the, from the, 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 the Opera House scene, as we had spoken, to when he finally seduces, uh, or, he, or, he, or I should say, he he put, does the second seed of seduction there yeah. in the hallway. You and know, You see, and you Anakin. see everything, everything happening around him, and he and he's, he starts to release, and then as he's and then the just the the the, the battle, the, the the fight with the with Yoda and with all the other Jedi when those those two different lightsaber battles, he is just so great in that movie i he,
1: am
3: the, is senate. the senate yeah i <laughs> he is the senate um yeah he and there's there's moments like you said like the cackling we get a whole love another level yeah. of like even more than we didn't we didn't even see this in the original trilogy just a level of evilness that he has he's cackling yeah. and he's kind of licking his fingers he fights his fighting style is very unique the face expressions that he's got when he's fighting it's almost like sticking his tongue out like he's enjoying it like mm-hmm. right, savoring that moment right um he's just he's just you're, you're right he, and you could probably say the same you could say that about him for in every one of the movies that he's been in honestly yeah. he just brings it,
2: it, it uh, and just, all day long and that one scene is like master Yada, you survived things like that it's it's just it's, <laughs> he's so he's just so good and uh yeah he, he's he got he's got those crazy facial expressions uh during the lightsaber battles with uh with with uh, um, Sam Jackson with Mace Windu. Uh, he's just great. And, 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 and I'm still not sure if he's, if he's truly in fear is like, no, no, no. Or if he, or if he really is like just playing the part, like he he's if he's, if he's, uh, uh, you know, disfiguring himself to, uh, with, with his force lightning to see if that, to, 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 Make it more convincing. Uh, there's, there's just so so much so much great stuff with the writing of the character and his performance and how he how he chose to, to chose to do it is it's just it's fantastic. And I, I love every minute he's on screen, every second he's on screen. You survived.
1: Power he has be, unlimited yeah. power. power. Did you like like uh, when he turned us down for an autograph, Tim, in, the, out in New York? Yeah, that was his low point. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. That's his little point. But then you and I were chasing him throughout. <laughs> Do we well? We were we were trailing him through an Orlando hotel, and yeah. he disappeared quick. We yeah, don't know was, where he was. He went. was the emperor. Yeah. He 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 was he gone. A, yes. he turned a corner and like and we and Chris and I literally. This is Chris yeah. and I were like we right were there. we were we'll say we'll say fifteen feet behind him, and we were just sort of walking. He was walking, and he turned a corner, and we, we turned a corner, and phew, he was gone.
1: Either he yeah. ran or he went into a room, but you heard the Scooby Doo feet go.
3: We heard him go feet don't fail me now. Had you been wearing pants, he would have probably done the autograph.
1: Yeah, he
2: probably would have. Yeah, we were we were pantless. Damn, I told you, Tim, that we were pantless. I held a a bottle of of corn oil and I was like, I was holding. Yeah, they were like side please, and I don't know why he wouldn't sign for us.
1: Yeah.
2: What what's the deal? You know, I was rubbing oil <sighs> on Chris's chest at the time. <laughs> so that, that's yeah, that, that's my two. Yeah, Howard, uh, if, if you haven't heard, yeah, we we got we got turned down for an autograph when he was on Broadway. Chris and I drove all up to New York City, and we were uh, he was in the faith healer with with Ray Fines. and Chris and I couldn't care less about Ray Fines and we're, we're sitting or we're, we're there. We're not sitting. We're standing outside the theater. And he, he rolls up and he's walking in. He's like, and we're like, uh, Mr. McDermott. He's like, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. And he goes inside. And we're like, oh. And then, heard, uh, the, then the the guy from Titanic <laughs> walked by us. Uh, the uh, the guy.
1: Bill Paxton uh, From Alias? The guy that was on the Alias. From yeah, Alias. Yeah,
2: the builder. I yeah. wish well, I could have built a better, road, better boat for you, Rose. He walked by us as we were waiting. Yeah,
3: he was in I've, spam. A lot. I've heard that story before, but it's <laughs> better every time you guys tell it. So. <laughs> yeah,
1: there's there's a bunch that, that we were we were turned, and what sucks for you know what sucks for me and Tim. We 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 plan our day for yeah. this, and then you go there, and then and then in we, two minutes you're
2: just we've been out. turned down by the best.
1: We've been turned down by the
2: best. The only two that have not turned us down because we haven't seen them, Liam Neeson, and yeah. Uh, that's that's probably it.
1: You you tried for um Padme, tried for right? Padme? Tim? She ignored Un- me.
2: Uh, you okay. and McGregor ignored me. Um, You didn't get Harrison
1: Ford. No, I was right there, mm. man. I'm to this day. I'm still, I'm still um, that hurts me. Cause you know his his you know his days are numbered. Yep. So I know it's he's you circling know. the drain. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh. Yeah, there's 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 been a few others in in that. Uh, one, one, uh, one of the ones it was it was uh, it was at the same thing that Ewan was and McGregor was at was um uh uh, uh Armstrong Bob Armstrong the swordmaster of uh, in um Return of the Jedi. Oh wow! And he was he was on the same show. It was they were on uh, Regis and Kelly, and no one was out there. I was just sort of right. out there. I was standing. It was in the middle of winter, but I was standing on the sidewalk. And for some reason, my feet were getting really hot.
1: I was like, I was like, what? He was standing in a fire.
2: Well, I, 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 I was I was standing on the sidewalk. It was it, this was like January, February, New York City. It's cold out, but my feet are baking. And I, I, and I'm like, what? And then I put my hand down on the sidewalk, and apparently there must have been a hot air, hot something underneath. The sidewalk was like a stovetop. I was like, oh Jesus Lord. And uh I, I just remember that like like I, I, I felt like the bottom of my shoes were melting.
1: I'm burning yeah. alive.
2: And I was probably doing like the hot the hot feet dance and you were, was like, Keep driving, <laughs> sounds crazy.
1: <laughs> so anywho. Well, Albert, um, give us your list again for five to one, please. Real, real.
3: Uh, Number five, the Battle of Coruscant. Number four, the opera scene. Number three, Order 66. Number two, the birth and rebirth scene. And my number one is Anakin versus Obi-Wan Kenobi.
1: All right, my number five was when you see the Death Star for the first time. Number four was the Battle of Coruscant, over Coruscant. Number three was Obi and Annie fighting. Number two was baby Luke and the twin sons and Lars and number one is here Invader, Vader just just breathe <laughs> yeah so my number
2: five was the opening space scene battle that number was four, mine <laughs> yes it was
1: <laughs> you guys are in the same yeah. room stop it
2: number four was the uh, the battle of heroes theme fantastic number three was the order 66 montage number two was the Anakin Obi-Wan final battle and number one, Ian McDermott in all of his glory in this movie.
1: Very, very, very nice. Um, Albert, before you go, I want you to plug. Tell us, do whatever you got to do. Tell us all about what uh, you
3: do. <laughs> well, if you're a Star Wars fan and you want to get a little crazy with theory, speculation, psychology, motive, that kind of thing, check us out uh, at the Cantina Cast. Uh, be, sure, be sure to bring your tinfoil hats. Uh, they're required in order to listen to the show. Um, again, if I, I don't think, I don't know if I mentioned on the, sh- no, we've mentioned uh, before we came on the air, we'll be at the, uh, podcast on the podcast stage at Celebration this year too. So if you're going to be out at Celebration, uh, you got nothing better else to do or you want to heckle us from the crowd, by all means, swing by and come see the live show while you're there. I also do a Ready Player One podcast, uh, that's based on the novel. And so we really talk a lot Ooh. about the pop culture stuff. So we get into the eighties music, the movies, uh, that kind of thing and try to relate it sometimes back to the book. What's um, what's
2: the na- what's the name of
3: that podcast? That is called The Basement. And you can oh. find the Cantina cast and the basement over at EarGlueMedia.com, which is our podcast network. And did, we've got some other shows there as well. Did you consider calling it Ready Podcast One? I it was on the list, didn't make it. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's a, yeah. So but yeah I was gonna say missed opportunity. I know. Yeah, I've already got the shirts made, so it's too yeah. late now.
2: Well, Chris and I will not be on the um, podcast stage, but we will, be, we will be outside the cantina podcast stage with bats, with uh, spikes <laughs> in them, uh, to, to kick these guys' asses. That's yeah, right. It's Chicago. It's, you better it's, watch it's it. bat day at at Wrigley, mm-hmm. and so we're, we'll be there. Not to stare
3: at the city, up. but yeah, that's yeah. par for course. But uh,
2: yeah, hopefully we get to see. Uh, hopefully we get to see. You. We'll uh, if we're not in line for something, we'll uh, we'll we'll make our way over and, and heckle you. You guys suck, suck, man. You should have called this Ready Podcast Cantina
3: <laughs> Cast Podcast. <laughs> Stupids. Please <laughs> do. We need something. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. But uh, no. Well, 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 thank you, uh, thank you, Albert, for coming on. This has been fun. If you guys do, yes. uh, if you guys do, go over and, and listen to listen to uh, the Cantina Cast, and we hope you do, because it is a good show. Uh, go over there and, and let them know who sent you. Let them know uh, that uh, that you heard it here. And uh, and, and if, if we can get some of those Cantina Cast listeners to come over and, and hopefully listen to us, let us know if you came over from the Cantina Cast to, to check our show out, too. We, we we would appreciate it.
3: Yeah, we'll definitely plug you guys as well. And my best to, uh, to Matt and Dave uh, when you guys see them again. So Thank you guys for having me on. It's been a a pleasure and an honor. You guys are a lot of fun. And I, I tell my wife, this is almost like a lifelong dream. It's one of yes. my bucket list items. So thanks for having we're me the, on. We're, yeah. the pa- we're the that's podcast. Sweet.
2: Other podcasts wish they were. Yeah. The things they say. Oh, I don't
1: know. I don't know
3: about yeah, that. No, too. That's true.
2: <laughs> we're the podcast that everybody avoids on the street,
3: across the street. Don't look them yeah. in the eye. Don't look them in the eye. Yeah, hey, yeah, no don't look them in
1: the eye. Hey, everybody. Star Wars and character. <laughs> But well, thank you, I very, very you. much for, for joining us. Thank you. It, it was a uh, one hell of yeah. a night. It was fun.
2: Well, join us next time. I don't know who our guest. Wait, no, next one is Star Wars, which we've already recorded. we and we're not going to tell you who that who our special guest is on that one. But we have a very, very special guest on Star Wars. Very, very special.
1: Hard, to Hard get.
2: To get in high in demand.
1: Hard to get a hold. And, of Liam uh, Neeson.
2: <laughs> better. nope uh he has a very special set of skills when it comes to star wars um so yeah tune in for star wars we don't know that'll that'll probably be showing up in a couple weeks and then uh and then uh, join us if you haven't if you haven't heard our previous best of fives we've done all of the new movies we've done all the prequels now and uh yeah we're we're moving on into original trilogy and we still haven't decided are we going to do ewoks and clone
1: wars and all those yeah, I, I want I have an idea for Clone Wars. I, I told you about it earlier, so I, I want to try to see if that ball ball start okay. rolling.
2: So. We should probably also do the the Tartovsky Clone Wars series, the miniseries.
3: That's if true. you guys, if you guys do the Ewok Adventure or any of the Ewok movies, let me know. I've got them on VHS, and we actually talked about them on the basement. So I am, I want to okay. do that.
2: We uh, maybe I, I need to I need to track down copies of them. They're probably on YouTube or something. I'm They're sure. so terrible.
3: Yeah. You'll love it. They're so terrible. Yeah.
1: So it's, what, what's worse, the, uh, those or holiday special?
3: Holiday special. <laughs> holiday special is 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 is
2: near unwatchable. Uh, a rare it jump. really is. I, I know. I know. It's 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 one of those things we've and we've talked about it many times in the show. It's one of those things where no, if you haven't seen it, you you just can't believe how bad it is. Like people are like, no, it can't be that bad. Yes, yes, it really yeah, it can. Yes, no, again It's that it bad, really and, and then some. Yeah. So, all
1: right. Well, all right. Well, thanks for listening to the Star Wars in Character Crossing the road with Best of Fives, and we will see you next time. Da-na-na.
0: Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the Neozaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com.